0: Over and over, my friend says I'm a fool. But over and over, I'll be a fool for you. Cause you've got...
1: Personality. Walk. With personality. Talk. With personality. Smile. With personality. Charm. With personality. Love. With personality.
0: And plus, you've got a great big heart. That's right, folks. It's Loathsome Things, a horror movie podcast. I'm Josh, with me is John, and today we will be dead face serious discussing the 1991 video, Basket Case 3, some places known as The Progeny. Correct. (laughs) So much for that idea. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah. Just, welcome. Please join us.
0: <laughs> this is uh, this is a thing we do at the the second episode of our recording year. We do a basket case movie. This is the final basket case movie, if Frank Hennenlauter has anything to say about it. Because uh, unlike the first two, he didn't like this one.
1: Yeah, this was the bad one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, he didn't want anyone to see the first one either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: so, this this is really just part two of the second one. I mean, it's, yeah. it was so hot on its heels and, you know, it's just ridiculous.
0: So much so that the movie opens with a previously odd basket uh, case.
1: I hate that shit.
0: <laughs> it is really bad
1: seven minutes worth.
0: Yeah yeah and then another flashback later on they were like we really we don't have content we need more content for this video.
1: (laughs) We learned some interesting things that we'll talk about throughout the course of this like just as one little little taste that Frank Hennenlauter really has a penchant for murder machines.
0: Yes yeah 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 and I and that honestly the way that The Murder Machine comes about pissed me off a little. We'll get to that. Okay. I, it made me upset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So it's got all the people you remember from last year when we were... Co- hey. we- we- yep, 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 Shut yep. Ah, ah. Uh, <laughs> um this movie was Frank Henenlotter's final film for 17 years until he finally came back with Bad Biology. Um, it was, he was, it basically making this movie put him off to movie making. He didn't like it anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. His his incredibly high cinematic standards could not be met for another
0: <laughs> 12 years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> A big part of it is he was sick of the way that ratings worked. Um, apparently getting Frankenhooker out there uh, and not getting it uh, X rating was a, a entire controversy back in the 80s. And then with this one, um, apparently Lloyd Kaufman or whoever was like, can we try for PG-13 instead of R? And so they literally like had to do things like take the blood out of the special effects and just do the crappy-looking special effects without blood so you could just really see how plastic it was. I, I know I should be,
1: like, a fan in theory of Lloyd Kaufman, and I guess in theory I am, but in reality, I think that guy's a douche.
0: He's kind of a douche in, in a lot of ways, but, I mean, I, I respect his work ethic. I yeah. respect his uh, the fact that a big part of it is, hey, let's not let anyone get hurt. You know, on that, the set, Let, yeah. Let's not do dangerous things. What if we didn't?
1: That's fantastic. I, I that yeah. I agree with. I yeah, and I agree with his like balls out. I don't give a fuck. Let's keep going. But that's the thing. Is like if if you're gonna be if you're gonna if you're gonna fucking have trauma, but you can't swing having some blood. Like, get the fuck out of here with that.
0: Yeah, I don't know, man. It was 1991. I don't know what was going on, but uh, yeah plus i mean i've I've watched I haven't watched a lot of trauma movies I've watched a few and I've gotta say most of them aren't even a little good
1: no they're they're unbearably bad like unwatchably bad
0: yeah every once in a while there's one where it's like wow, that was mm.
1: interesting <laughs>
0: yeah that's right yeah. but
1: all the classics are pretty much just terrible, yeah,
0: yeah Romeo and Juliet interesting mm. <laughs> you can say that for it (laughs) nice yeah (laughs) Eh, that's about it yeah Yeah, that's that's it fuck you lloyd kaufman (laughs) yeah horrible man (laughs) terrible for the genre as a whole oh (laughs) sorry yeah (laughs) break break back uh the other guys full moon entertainment is really where you want to go not yeah trauma Yeah, let's bring back the uh the more arty schlock. Yeah. What about Lynn Olin Ray? There's a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, good. Uh so yeah, uh he uh did all the things. Kevin Van Hentenrick is also here. He reprises his role as Dwayne Bradley, yet again. Annie Ross is back as Granny Ruth, and this time she can't act. Uh, Beverly Bonner is back because she is in every single one of, Kev- of Frank's movies. Uh, she is the manager of a fast food restaurant, and she has a hard time in this movie. Mm. Uh, also, uh, we didn't talk about this last time because we hadn't done Skinned Deep, really. Um, Gabe Bartolos is back as the effects supervisor for this movie. He was v- He's a big fan of uh, Basket Case, and so he was really excited to get to do the new Belial for these this pair of movies and with him is Dave Kindlin a guy known for his animatronics work in From Beyond the 1988 remake of The Blob the Leprechaun original as well as the Matthew Broderick vehicle Godzilla that's right he did the animatronics
1: for that <laughs> imagine paying somebody to do the animatronics that ended up in this movie <laughs> It, it's hard to imagine. I mean, you could have just picked up some hobo off Skid Row and had him do it, and it would have been fine.
0: Yeah, some piece of street
1: trash, you might say. <laughs> some guy who did it for a bottle of Ripple.
0: Yeah, the guy was like, "It's all right. Could I just stick my arm through here and wiggle it around? Nice, Animatronically. Yeah. i Just,
1: just, just my arm and wiggle it around. Perfect." <laughs>
0: Good, good, good. That's how we did all of the other movies. Roll them. <laughs> uh, after after this, one year after this, uh, Dave Kindland would go on to make the titular creature for the famously bad Jim Wynorski film, Munchie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes. And oh, uh, Well, I was going to
1: say, I've got a lovely tidbit for the co-writer, Robert Martin.
0: Uh, Ooh.
1: Robert Martin was the first e- editor of Fangoria Magazine. He played the guy in a wheelchair in Anthrax's video for the song Madhouse, and he's currently a blackjack dealer. <laughs> nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that guy. Okay. He he is super grateful for his ability to get on in, in this movie because yeah. he was super down on his luck, and... And he was just happy to work on anything when this movie came his way from Frank.
1: I mean, it was really, it was really just looking up, and and then he made the Anthrax video, and then it was pretty much back <laughs> back down to blackjack.
0: Blackjack dealer. <laughs> hey, I mean,
1: I bet they make good tips. He probably does make some decent money.
0: Yeah, I guess it depend. Did it say where he was a blackjack dealer? Because like,
1: I think it said Vegas, but I mean that even that is pretty vague. Yeah. Was, yeah.
0: I guess it's better than like Branson or something. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, he's a blackjack dealer in Branson, Missouri. Yeah. In Pacific City. (laughs) The
1: only blackjack dealer in Pacific City.
0: (laughs) Oh, fantastic. Yeah, this movie this movie yeah, it's uh it's our first movie with a musical number. Uh The uh, the songwriter who 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 wrote the song still owned the rights to it, and he was just so happy that um, that Annie Ross was going to sing his song that licensed it to them for one dollar. So that he just wanted to hear her sing the song, and boy, I bet he was disappointed.
1: Yeah, I mean she can sing, but it she wow that whole scene just sucks my nards. It's it's
0: we'll, we'll get yeah. Wow. Yeah, the the
1: the, the <laughs> Broadway show element of this movie is unfucking bearable and absolutely like it, it, there is there's no way to forgive for for the shittiness of that element of this movie. It's not funny, it's not Yeah. Cute. I fucking hate Broadway musicals and just I don't even want to I don't want to see any of that in what honestly isn't even remotely a horror film. Well, maybe a little bit.
0: It has, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It has, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get to it. Because <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. This
1: movie put me off schlock so hard that my next pick has got to be something just hardcore. Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're probably
0: gonna have to go like straight from this to like, I don't know. yeah,
1: like two screens at the same time with like Serbian film on one and you know like like videos that we find off of live leak of people being beheaded on the other like that's that's the only yeah. thing that can bring me back to you know some semblance of normalcy after this fucking nightmare
0: yeah we're going to we're going to we're going to have veronica playing on one screen <laughs> and in the other one we're going to google uh, a lemon party with safe search turned
1: off i'm gonna have three monitors set up with each of the three august underground films playing at the same time oh yeah it's gonna be so much gonna,
0: vomit it's gonna be cannibal holocaust but i've got goatsy on one tab and i've got tub girl on another and i'm just clicking between the three over and over and over again It's just 24
1: hours straight of the Blue Waffle Channel.
0: (laughs) Internet. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, There's a uh, barbecue uh, place that is nowhere near where I live called Two Guys, One Pit. I just can't bring myself to eat there. (laughs) oh that's free press wow that's horrible oh. <laughs> i get i imagine those two guys think it's very funny or they have no idea it's they're right it is funny yeah <laughs> two guys one bit
1: <laughs> wow that reminds me that when when i was in uh, uh i was in a band called the mike Gun back in the 90s and uh we were trying to think of song titles for our second album and the drummer's suggestion, and he was very serious about this and was actually upset when we didn't go with it, was Uh The Corn We Didn't Chew.
0: (laughs) 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 Whoa! (laughs) (sighs) Wow. Is that, wait, was that, I'm sorry, I missed, you said that was the band name?
1: No, that was going to be the the title for our second album.
0: A second album, okay. As a band name, that would have been good because then y'all could open for Korn. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) That's okay, because the bass player wanted to go with (laughs) Bi-Curious. Oh, damn. I was like, I don't want to offend anybody. Like, they're going to be making fun of people who are bisexual. That's really lame, so let's not do that. Yeah.
0: Speaking of making fun of people that have anything to do with bisexuality and it being lame, uh, this movie introduces some new characters mm. to the mix including a nurse with something going on on his head but he also is a cross dresser.
1: Yeah. What great. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful direction to go in.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of focus on his nursing costume and the fact that he has hairy forearms and and is effeminate in some of his mannerisms. It's like, was this was that really was that good? Let's stay with the camp, please, if we could. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Forget the social commentary, you
0: dickhead. Oh fuck. But yeah, so that's this movie. We've now summarized all of it, and we can move on to the next part. John, how would you rate this movie?
1: (laughs) Twelve Jolt Colas.
0: Oh, Jolt Cola, the official sponsor of this movie, which is apparently that came about because they actually couldn't stop drinking it. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. (laughs) It's 1991, folks. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, anything else we need to go over before we get into the get ankle deep in this nard? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, yeah, anyways. The the movie opens with a seven minute well, six minute fucking rehash of the ending of the previous film, which basically consists of Belial fucking getting his nut, Dwayne uh struggling with I believe her name was Susan. Uh, because she's just shown him her vagitummy and then the hand puppet baby comes out and they freak out and struggle and she ends up falling out the window from second story lands on the picnic table where Granny and the gang are having a party Uh, Susan and the baby you forget its name dies and uh, Granny sends the gang after Dwayne blah 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 he sews Belial on his chest great and we have the title card opening credits after all of that, seven minutes of shit, we get the actual beginning of the film, which is Dwayne in the nut House in a straitjacket. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, oh, I'm good. I'm good now. Everything's, I'm great. I'm good. You could let me go. I'm fine. I am good. And uh, Granny's, you know, she's, she comes in to check in on him and he's basically trying to convince her that he's fine now uh belial's been cut off of him again because it wasn't a safe apparently sewing someone to your chest without any medication <laughs> using a darning needle and yarn uh is unsanitary so darning yarn. yarn and yarn baby uh, <laughs> so anyways uh Duane has insisted he wants to talk to belial granny's not not having it uh B- belial's girlfriend eve as it turns out is preggers and that's right Dwayne is going to be an uncle uh we see some new creatures uh we see one that has like a brain head uh the tumorous nurse that you referred to uh it's just you're more of the same if you've seen the second film it's you know you know what to expect if you haven't a picture you know a bunch of people in really ridiculous prosthetic rubber costumes
0: that are very cartoonish and offensive um (laughs) i do like because they were ahead of their time there's the guy that has like 17 noses and it's very it harkens back or harkens forward to uh now with our newest cronenberg film with the guy that his body's covered in ears it's like oh yeah just like in basket case two and three (laughs) you fucking copycat
1: (laughs) (laughs) um Uh, the girlfriend looks totally different. The makeup's completely different. Eve, Eve's makeup, it's, it's, I don't know if it's better, it's just different. Uh, she has some sort of weird side hawk hair thing going on. Her pregnancy is not going well. It apparently causes her to vibrate and moan. That's pretty much the sum total of most of her performance. Um, jiggle and moan. Yeah. Um, the, uh, let's see. Yeah. Granny, like I said, Granny doesn't want Dwayne to see Belial, um, and then just out of nowhere, the gang hops on a bus and uh, get gets on a trip. And we get to see this as a camera works its way down the aisle of the bus. We see someone drinking jolt. We see some of the new characters. There's one that looks like a giant twisty ice cream cone made of bright red tumors or something. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that happened. So anyways, um, we, uh, oh God, it just hurts. Anyways, oh yeah, by the way, back in the scene where... Um, uh, there's a portrait on the wall in uh, one of the scenes in the house that, that Granny refers to like being sad because Susan and her baby are dead. Um, but it's a picture taken from the scene where Dwayne and Susan were fighting. It's like, what did you, <laughs> somebody was in there with a fucking camera? So it makes no sense. So anyways, okay, so the gang's on the bus... Uh, oh, there's one character, by the way, called Mackerel, who kind of, it's a small person, um, who looks yeah. like a fish. It's real. Great. Yeah, it's really bad. There's this great line. Cedric, see, I, I see you brought your lettuce. Um, Cedric, who looks like a black guy, so they named him Cedric, mm. uh, is obsessed with a head of lettuce. okay so okay whatever so we end up now we're at the rockdale county uh sheriff's office uh uh no no no. a rockdale county sheriff shows up at this big plantation style house the show was shot in uh movies shot in georgia so now we're at a plantation house he drops off some sort of fucking gadget that he says he found on the side of the road uh that's for little hal and he's talking to a dude named hal so i mean i guess big hal um he references a remote-controlled lawnmower that little Hal made for him, a little nod towards Frankenhooker, which is nice. Um, nice. In comes this stupid coffee-making gadget cart machine thing. Coffee, Sheriff? It's so fucking stupid. Uh, he gets coffee and goes, "Oh, it's actually pretty good. And then uh, he and Hal are talking, and Hal shows him a portrait, a painting of baby hell, which is basically one of those old school portraits of a baby with like gown, except it's just this triangulated body that just goes (laughs) and it's just covered with hands just hands sticking out everywhere so, great Um, back on the bus fucking kill me Granny sings Personality Uh, the whole fucking song, there's even a part where she like stops and I'm like, oh thank god (gasps) personality I was like, oh Jesus fucking Christ it's so bad uh,
0: they pull out brass instruments oh to God. go with it the, and the idea that they they
1: would they thought they would like pulled some fucking coup by getting this lady to sing in their movie like oh it's gotta be great so and then they, they they show up to their destination and we see this sign welcome to Peach Tree Valley
0: John let me ask you so you you mentioned the thing with the the head of lettuce uh and that's part of a a much much longer scene where where we're following Granny Ruth as she goes row yes. by row down the entire length of the bus stopping at each inhabitant of each seat and doing doing a color commentary on what they're doing like one what is knitting Another one. She's like, "Oh, do you do you uh, do you need a a sandwich or anything?" How did how did that whole scene make you feel inside?
1: Oh my god, she's dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's so she's so like, oh god, it's just the worst. She's so uh, what's the word? Patronizing. Oh, yeah. Like she's the most yeah. offensive person. You know, as far as like treating. People who have physical deformities or whatever. She's the one who treats them the worst. She isolates (laughs) them and makes them feel freakish and convinces them that no one in the world can ever understand. She's terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, Granny Ruth sucks. Fuck that lady. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So anyway, so she has them stop at a pharmacy for... So so she can go in and get extra large condoms, which there's there's a lot of of that played up on the screen for a reason that we never really get to Mm -hmm. um, and runs into the sheriff from earlier. Uh, Meanwhile, Dwayne is shoving he's Dwayne's still in a straitjacket. He's shoving his body out the window and he meets cute town girl Opal who is the sheriff's daughter. He tells her to have them all arrested so that he can be with his brother, Belial, who lives in that basket back there. Um, uh, this doesn't really work. Uh, they're like, oh, yeah. Granny Smith's like, yeah, he's troubled. It's whatever. Don't worry about it. Uh, they get to the Rockwell house just as Eve Eve's water breaks. Um, and we see water gushing out of her, her rubbery skin. And then from outside the bus everyone's talking and they see it looks like a water main has broken on the bus and it's just pouring down those school bus steps it's a pretty good little bit you know pretty
1: pretty ridiculous it's funny it's
0: yeah yeah and and part of that was a setup to a really cool scene later that we don't get because of reasons (laughs) um at this uh then we're introduced to little Hal, uh the the small triangular child with all of the hands from the painting. He is now about eight and a half feet tall. He is approximately the girth of I don't know, like a a Texas style pickup truck now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh and just arms everywhere. He doesn't know how to modulate his voice, so he Ugh. just randomly yells words that he intended to speak softly it's like mom
1: his voice what was that on snl voice imodulation syndrome or something yes i have (laughs) disorder
0: and so at this point where it's uncle hal and his son is little hal and but it's she's his mom
1: yeah but like basic, there's this part where she says, "Thank you for watching my son." So I'm yeah. like, "Wait, so you named him? Did is he's not the dad? But you named him after him? So he must be the dad. So it's it would be our son, wouldn't it?"
0: Yeah, it I don't, it, it doesn't make any sense. Later on, she she admits to the sheriff that she pretended that her son died for mm-hmm. his own safety but then this sheriff has like a relationship with little Hal? it doesn't make any sense and and it can go fuck itself it's fine <laughs> yeah. um uh dwayne escapes out the window uh after he's released from the straitjacket uh belial is brought out of his basket we finally see belial uh to witness the miracle of birth uh but uncle Hal's surgical get up Sends him into a flashback to the movie one scene where he is surgically removed from Dwayne. And this causes him to go ape shit and like shred Uncle Hal's face. Uh, They sedate him. They lock him back in his basket in the garage or whatever. Uh, Meanwhile, Dwayne makes it all the way to the sheriff's station to try to get Opal to help him. Back at the house, the baby is born. Congratulations, Mazeltov! It looks like a one-tenth scale Belial. But wait, there's more. That's right. It's not just one baby Belial. It is a string of baby Belials, like sausage links, <laughs> popping out of a a just. Just really obvious flap that they they didn't try to make look like anything. You can just see when Eve is moving that the top half of the flap moves with her, and the bottom flat, the bottom half is something else entirely. Oh my god! And they pull out the the links of Belial sausage, all while little Hal is standing by, taping the whole thing. And so and he's got a constant pattern of nonsense. So what happened here is he had written a poem and suggested the actor had written a poem and suggested it to Frank Henenlotter. He was like, Hey, what if, what if little Hal reads this poem while the babies are being born? And Frank was like, yeah, fine, whatever. We're already doing a musical number. That's fine. So when they were filming it, he got the first line wrong. And so the rest of the poem wasn't going to make sense. And instead of yelling cut, Frank Henenlotter just kept the film rolling. So this scene is the actor panicking and trying to remember lines of his poem but knowing that it's not going to work anymore and improvising and the result is just painful it's it,
1: very strange yeah, yeah. like
0: the one line is like eight there's eight of them name one bob <laughs> he's so lost nine yeah. isn't that
1: fine
0: yeah it's <laughs> it's real bad And it takes a long time because there's a lot of babies that get born. Um, Meanwhile, Belial is locked in his basket and having a dream wherein a pair of topless twin porn stars are showering him with affection while quoting Shakespeare's 18th sonnet and also a textbook about... Geometry and also like the IRS tax code.
1: Cause that's what he's into, I guess?
0: I don't know. It's very strange. Like uh they fake, went fake tits and geometry. <laughs> yes. Very nineteen ninety one like like baconed tan tits of the wrong shape. <laughs> of, the, of the classic nineteen ninety one fake tit shape. <laughs> They're just They're just not attractive at all. It's disgusting. They're the ones that, like, bulge all the way out. There's... It looks painful to have to carry them around. They have their own gravity. (laughs) Yeah. they, They end up waking him out of his reverie, and Granny Ruth brings him in and says... Brace yourself, Belial. You're going to need a bigger basket. <laughs>
1: I like how those girls are like s- passing his hand back and forth so they can lick his finger. It's so disgusting. And did you so- see?
0: <laughs> did you see that his his uh, I think it's his his uh, index finger. The nail isn't attached right, so as he's like <laughs> caressing her butt, his fingernail keeps like popping back, and it looks <laughs> yes, horrible. it's so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> So I,
1: I watched this on uh, Plex, and there were a ton of ads. Um, oh, my God. Smith and Hassler? Yeah, they went nuts. Oh, well, I got, well, I did get the Texas Hammer. Um, I don't There's... know why I was seeing Texas commercials. I don't, that's Smith
0: really and weird. Hassler? What? William <laughs> Shatner doesn't do anything like that.
1: <laughs> so I see a condom commercial, which was hilarious oh. after the scene we just saw. And then I saw this commercial for some product. That is used for, it's like a shaving cream for women's crotches. And so the commercial is this like tattooed hipster chick. And like they show her lift up her leg. Like (laughs) the whole shot. It's just her crotch. And she's got like, she's got shaving cream like all smothered all over. And there's hair all over her thighs. I was just like, what kind of a commercial is this? It was a real
0: commercial. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. Oh, man. Have you ever seen the commercials for bidets where it's like from a, from a, a like, you know, like a, a seven or eight uh, on the toilet, just like not having a bad time pooping? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah. So uh, whew, Belial sees his brood. He's very excited. Um, Dwayne gets locked up, which he's very upset about. But he had been begging to be locked up earlier. It makes no fucking sense. And why did they lock him up in the first place? I didn't understand that. Well, she- you see, <laughs> oh God, never mind. So she-, <laughs> she, I love it she lays this fucking line on him earlier, where she's like, That's "It's right. okay to be different. I love. What if I told you I would love you if you?" And it's like, shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, but but Dwayne liked it. He was like really yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah so he's Kevin locked, Ben he's, Hinton Rick does a great job in this movie like yeah he
1: really he, he really is funny in this movie um, yeah st- only standout
0: performance yeah
1: that's true uh so yeah he's locked up he's upset uh the cops they want they want some info about Belial uh they find they they find some like wanted posters and shit they basically put two and two together and realize that Dwayne and Belial are the two that committed these horrible crimes back in Times Square, uh, you know, a hundred years ago, and um, but only a couple movie years. Yeah. And um, so there's a million-dollar reward for Belial's head, I guess. So these two cops decide that they're going to go to Doc Rockwell's place uh, to, to, you know, capture Belial and get their reward. Back at the house, they're having a party because of the 12 or so babies that were born. Um Belial makes a big mess in the kitchen because, you know, all that crazy Belial. And uh, (laughs) Well, Granny's searching for Dwayne. Where's Dwayne? Why where's Dwayne? Of course Dwayne's been gone for you know hours, it seems like. Um the cops arrive, sneak up on the house, which takes like forty minutes. Yeah. Uh, they see the gang partying, and one of the cops says, What is this? Some kind of weird satanic cult? (laughs) Some what? (laughs) the fuck are you talking about um, oh, uh, yeah. they find an open window they they crawl in the window of course this is Eve's room she's in there sleeping with the babies apparently sleeping quite soundly because uh, mm. they don't hear the cops talking at almost normal volume um, <laughs> one of the cops backs into the baby's bassinet wakes them Eve wakes the party people hear it's all hell breaks loose they murder Eve they murder <laughs> her like brutally apparently except you just see her corpse later and they that like do they
0: do they show him them beating her? I'm trying to remember. No, they shoot her. Oh, that's it. That's right. They shoot her so hard that she like explodes as if she's got machine parts inside. <laughs> like like there are sparks. It's yeah, like That's right. W- what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when they
1: leave, she's like just a pile of latex basically on the bed. It's so obvious. Yeah. Um, the gang like comes through the door. The cops grab the bassinet and take off out the window. It's uh, it's very dramatic. I was very it's very tense. I was very nervous. Uh, sorry. Uh, they get chased. They get chased to the car. or They barely escape. Oh, Belial is very upset. Dwayne senses it because you know he's linked to his brother. Whenever it matters for the movie. And then uh, <laughs> Opal decides that you know she's so happy that she's locked him up, so she starts stripping down to her lingerie, which is like garters and you know lacy bra and panties and you know, and then the delightful, delightful body, you know, a yeah. attractive young lady, completely, Good job. completely gratuitous, absolutely yeah. no point to it, opens up a cabinet next to his cell. Where she keeps all of her whips and like, yeah. handcuffs. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is apparently, that's her like go go kit or something. So yeah, so she's, this is her thing, I guess, is that she likes to lock guys up and then molest them. Great. Yeah. Um,
0: she has tattoos about it. One is yeah. like a pair of handcuffs and it says prisoner of love. Oh my God.
1: And it doesn't at all look like somebody painted it on her with makeup. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever seen a fucking tattoo, dude? have never mo- seen a tattoo before. <laughs> it's, it's like face painting. It's terrible. I mean, it actually is. I'm joking, but it's not, it's not even a joke. It looks like face painting. It's terrible. Yeah. Energy yeah. Angel. What a whore. <laughs> oh sorry so
0: um (laughs) this was her only acting credit by the way this this is her movie premiere and finale
1: (laughs) oh my god so she has she grabs her bondage gear so she can quote handle animals like you her dad shows up and gives her this line put that blouse back on young lady and put that bullwhip back
0: (laughs) He's so disappointed with her. She apparently keeps doing this. I know he says something like, ah, "When are you gonna stop
1: this?" or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he and then he threatens to quote spank the daylights out of her. It's a very Ooh. uncomfortable, Man. and she's she's there in her underwear, and he's yelling at her, and it's very awkward. Um, rest of the cops arrive, or some other cops arrive. The, co- the two cops with the babies, uh, the sheriff. Uh, is is yelling at them basically and he gives them this line which I had to write down because it was just brilliant <laughs> and apparently when the sheriff the sheriff uh, was laughing so hard when they were trying to film this line that he had to leave the film set for a while um, <laughs> but this yeah. is the line you boys have been through a lot tonight Bailey you book the Bradley boy Baxter take the bassinet of baby Belial's back and get Brody to come by where's Brennan and Banner <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. It's great. Uh, the sheriff arrives at the uh, Rockwell house, shoots his way in because they have this idiotic, like, telephone bell system to get in the door that I don't yes. understand. Walks into a room. The whole gang is in there. They're in mourning. Um, he's, like, drilling granny for information. He's got his shotgun. I, yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, Little Hal, one of his inventions, or that, that cart again, I guess it's been modified, uh, rolls into the room and lures the sheriff away. Uh, and then we, uh, he, the sheriff leaves, everybody follows. They go over to Little Hal's room. he knocked open the door. And there we see Little Hal in all his shirtless glory. He looks like the king of Toomer Mountain. Oh, he's and, all
0: purple and discolored, and yeah, it's really you know, di- just sweaty. Gross. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's unpleasant. Yeah. Um,
1: so then that happens, and then we hear him say, "Bye, bye, sheriff." <laughs> um, uh, the police department, the um, the cops turn out that the, these other cops like the babies. Um, Two like they're they're in the bassinet, and the guys like aren't they just the cutest or something like that? They all just look like Belial. Um, Two of them are moving. The rest are all just laying there. <laughs> um, Opal decides that she's going to take one of the babies to be her pet. Great. Yeah. Um, two two uh, really goofy cops start arguing about how many creatures are in the, the group. Um, yeah. It's uh, whatever. Okay, yeah. so Belial's... <laughs> it's it's yeah. a really rough thing to it's talk so, about. It's bad. <laughs> uh, belial's basket is left at the police department outside the cops bring it in because you know they're idiots yeah. uh Dwayne senses that belial is inside there yells his name from the uh prison cell uh belial chokes a cop uh till his eyes and pop out and his his lips kind of peel off i mean like his jaw front t- like his teeth I don't know, and that was the scene where there was supposed to be blood everywhere, but they did. there's no blood, so it's just... It looks cool, but it's like, what the hell? Who's yeah,
0: yeah, that? that was where the the blood was supposed to fountain up. When she was giving birth, the whole room was supposed to be showered in, like, slime and grossness, but... They, they cut both of those so we didn't get the goodness. So, yeah, that, that scene where, like, her water broke and so much fluid came out of her, that was supposed to be a portent to when all the other, even grosser fluids came out. We didn't get. And here's another one that yeah, we didn't I, get. It,
1: which is so stupid. I mean, like, like his face yeah. looked okay. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, it, it looked like
1: a Leslie Nielsen movie thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. right. It looked like, what was it, Mad Marge or whatever? Uh, anyways, uh... Yes. Yeah, so he does. He does that. Rips, rips the guy. I mean, squeezes the guy's head. His eyes, teeth pop out. Whatever. Um, he attacks the the other cop. Um, Opal freaks out and and drops the baby. Like basically, it's you hear it splat on the ground. Uh, Belial starts ripping or using his teeth to rip the cop's face off. And so like he, they use a denture to represent his teeth, which is like embedded in this stretching latex, pulling off of his face. <laughs> I mean it looks cool, but it also looks ridiculous.
0: Um, it does. It was one of the highlights of the film yeah. though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean he's he's on a he's on a tear. He attacks another cop. Um yeah, no, no, that's that part. He ends up tearing that guy's head off, which is kind mm-hmm. of awesome. Uh yeah, yeah, it's so fake looking. It's like, it reminded me of Poltergeist when that guy's peeling his own face off, but it's so obvious that it's somebody reaching around.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it looks like uh, the Swedish Chef from the uh, from the Muppets. <laughs> turkey, turkey.
1: <laughs> yeah, that
0: level of oh yes, these are the arms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, another another cop points his shotgun at Belial, who attacks. Uh, Opal lets Dwayne out because she wants him to help. Uh, the cop shoots Opal in the yeah. in the uh, chaos. Belial turns that cop's head all the way around, which apparently turns into a plum with eyeballs. That's <laughs> just like, it's like what the hell? <laughs> and the baby gets squashed like a fucking tomato. Like yeah, so yeah, that happens. Um, they were
0: fine with a fountain of blood shooting out of the yeah, baby.
1: Belial. Yeah, what the, I know. It's like there there was blood there. Yeah. uh sheriff arrives he shoots at Dwayne trying to escape with the basket catches the corner of the basket uh you hear belial screaming in there but uh Duane gets out uh sheriff goes in sees his daughter and then he he does he just acts so hard so much acting just oh, my
0: baby. oh my baby it's really bad it's 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 a it's a whole trouble uh but yes Dwayne has escaped with belial apparently belial is injured because much like eve and um a telephone on a door whenever you shoot belial sparks fly out of him yeah (laughs) that is the the special effect of this show i'm surprised (laughs) sparks didn't fly out of the girl when they shot her right in the chaos um so so Dwayne has an idea, and he brings the injured Belial to Little Howe at some place, uh, and Little Howe gets to work on something. Uh, Dwayne explains it to Belial. This is, like, some of their first interactions— and he he's like no no no, it's gonna be okay i'm sorry that you know like i did all of the thing and made everything bad but if you'll look at these blueprints and then he starts talking about it like a 45 degree angle and 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 the the reciprocity of pressure and something like that um and then skip forward and now we are at one of the deputies houses and uh we don't see how it happens. We just see like part of a, a claw thing that little Hal was working on is present while one of the deputies gets killed by Belial. Um which happens off screen. Then we go to another deputy's house. He is wearing a leopard print banana <laughs> hammock. He has empty beer cans in his bed with him, as well as towels or like used underwear or something it's not really easy to tell but he like smells both of them to figure out which one to rub on his face
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not like
0: he i was like are they shirts but he doesn't put them on or anything he just
1: smells them and then picks one and then you don't see it anymore
0: yeah i don't know what was up with that then he goes to the to the uh the bathroom we get a lot of shots to make sure that he doesn't have any pimples on his back while he freestyle narrates all of what he's going to be doing while in the bathroom in the style of elvis (laughs) until a a rotary saw starts slowly sawing through his flimsy flimsy door and then he is also attacked we see that same claw from earlier it's, like, got him a little bit back and forth in the room behind as Dwayne is sitting at his table eating his cornflakes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus God. I don't know why. Uh, so, th- that guy's dead. Both of the deputies that came in and killed Eve and took the babies are dead now. Granny Ruth uh, riles everyone up for militarism at Eve's funeral, where more poetry had been read. Oh. Um, gory poetry, even. It was... That's right. It was special. Uh, the, from those that remember, in in 2, there's a whole scene where she, she, you know, works the troops up into a fervor, but it also talks about poetry. She's like, now she's a poet, so she doesn't have to do war warfare. It's That's fine. Right. Yeah. That's her way. Um, they show up at the sheriff's office to retrieve the babies. He... A deal is struck that the sheriff wants Belial, Granny wants the babies, so the sheriff and Belial will meet up tonight at midnight at the old abandoned factory at the edge of town. Um, After striking this deal, they then invade a fast food restaurant where Beverly Bonner is the cashier taking the order. Granny Ruth... Uh, orders a lot of very specific food items very fast. Beverly Bonner struggles to keep up with the speed of her ordering in what is supposed to be some very comical business, but it's kind of not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I it's it's nice to see Bever- Beverly Bonner. It's not nice to see that they have no fucking clue what to do with her.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, come on. Anyway, Beverly Bonner later went on to do such illustrious work as uh, charging people to read lines with her of her scenes from the first Basket Case movie where they could be Dwayne and she could ask them, What's in the basket? Oh my
1: god, really?
0: (laughs) Yes. If you watch the documentary, What's in the Basket? They show her after after her Frank Henenlotter career doing that. Like she tours around probably the uh, convention circuit and and people read dwayne's lines while she does her own lines from basket case one wow that is yeah that's very sad i mean if she's able to do that instead of having to work fuck yeah do yeah, that And that's
1: true that's true you got a point
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh then we we head to the aforementioned abandoned factory which we now recognize as the place where little Hal was building something and that something is revealed to be a scrap metal mech suit that uh it's like an eight foot tall mech suit that that belial operates from within the way that baby yoda would operate a his dead friend's body (laughs) um And on top of it is dangling what I assume was supposed to be a real human head that he Mm -hmm. had torn off of the deputy... But since they weren't allowed to do blood in this scene, you can just see the white plastic or paper mache or whatever it is at the ends. And so it just looks like he dangled a cheap Party City Halloween mask (laughs) from from the top of his death machine. It's so bad. It's like, (laughs) just don't use it if they're going to make you do that. If, If you didn't put it there, it would look better if it just wasn't there. Or yeah, like they—the idea is that he tore his face off, but it it just looks like a
1: shitty mask. They should have at least (laughs) done the whole head or something. If they couldn't do blood, they could at least paint
0: the neck a little bloody or something. Just paint the inside red. You don't have to have anything dripping. It's fine. It looks terrible. It looks terrible, and this movie didn't even get the PG-13. It still got rated R, so it was all for nothing. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh,
1: my God. Yeah, I'd be pissed, too, if I was Frank Henenlotter.
0: Yeah, to be fair, if you if you watched that, that documentary I was talking about, uh, What's in the Basket?, he he's like oh yeah 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 no no this wasn't my fault these are the conditions i was working he was like now don't get me wrong it's my fault because i made this movie but also like the excuses like sometimes it's like mm, i don't know that kind of sounds like maybe that was your fault my guy <laughs> <laughs> that one's on you my man yeah uh so then belial and the sheriff uh do a very long very silly duel where the sheriff, an old short fat guy with a shotgun, fights Belial, a even shorter, way fatter guy, <laughs> um, fights with a mech suit that has a clampy claw on one side, a, a circular saw on the other side, and surprise cl- closed down bullet shield that is exactly in the style of the the big bad guy from skinned deep with those the mm-hmm. the riveted steel and the jagged corners mm-hmm. it's right there we 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 see you we see you uh uh what's your what's your stupid name uh gabe, uh, gabe, gabe Bar- Bartalos. Love. yeah um so they do a fight uh that Looks like at a certain point the the thing is so sturdy that this old sheriff guy manages to just rip Belial's mechanical feet out from under him and is about to kill him with the the saw that he's pulled off of the machine's arm, but at the last minute, it um, gets knocked over into the basket of baby Belials, who then chew the sheriff to death. <laughs> <sighs> Good at the and of course we're not done because now Granny and the gang crash a Geraldo like talk show that Mm -hmm. is featuring some other people like them. Uh, They they crash through the back of the set and announce that they're taking over because Granny of course is a military dictator at heart, Um, and that is in fact now the end of the movie the end of basket case 3 the progeny wow that ending sucks so bad it was really bad
1: it was just so fucking stupid it was yeah you know yeah. I when you, we were talking a little bit before we started recording uh, and i had said that you know i think i like this one better than the second one i i, I still i guess i stand by that but I, because there were some, like I thought, um, Kevin Henrick did a good job. He and did there were, some of the some of the gags were kind of funny to me. But um, I, I, you know, as we talk about it, I just want I, it, it kind of occurs to me that I, I want to make no mistake. This movie sucks.
0: It's really bad. So, are, are, John, are you saying that before you heard me describe in my tone of voice? Mm-hmm how I didn't enjoy it, that you felt more enthusiastic about it than talking to me about it like this. You're like, oh, maybe I didn't like that movie. I think... I think... <laughs> I, I think the,
1: the second movie was such a dramatic departure from the first that I, I deeply... It, it, as I look back on it, I deeply hate that movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> and And for some reason, I guess I'm just like, okay... I'll accept it, whatever. Let's just get this over with, with the third one. Um, but in retrospect, and having time to think about it, yeah, I just realized, yeah, no, this movie is just absolutely terrible. <laughs> it's really
0: bad. And, like, I wouldn't even recommend watching this movie. No, no. It's uh, it's really not worth your time. I mean, it, it is exactly worth your time if your goal is to have watched all three basket case movies, or perhaps all frank Lauder movies right if you have those goals then yes by all means watch this movie otherwise there is no point yeah. which i'm glad i'm glad we told everyone last week go ahead and watch this movie psych <laughs> yeah. yeah well
1: you know you, you can't win them all no
0: yeah, so so John, out of out of five, if, if you had to if you had to quantify a rating out of between zero and five loathsome things, and then qualify that rating with some words, how might you go about doing that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, half-assed as I always do, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I I can't even give this movie a two. I want to, but I can't. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a 1.8, and uh, yeah. I think I'm being generous because I I like Frank Henenlotter and um, I like Kevin uh, Van Hint, Hinkle Doodle and yeah. uh, I like Beverly Bonner uh, and I love Basket Case the first film. It's it's a classic. It it it, it it's I mean it's got its issues, but I love it. Uh, but the second movie is terrible, and this movie is so bad. Uh, you know, but the guy made. but then he made frankenhooker which is a fine film um i like frankenhooker uh but this movie it just didn't it didn't need to be made and and all the mistakes that were made on this film are all the mistakes that this there's should there's no reason for them like oh let's not have gore in this shitty schlock film like what what is it for is it for the social commentary which is it isn't there so what is this movie about musical numbers like it just all the mistakes were bad mistakes, <laughs> and uh, I just th- I can't think of any reason why um, this movie deserves any better than a 1.8, which is very generous. I I,
0: I agree. 1.8 is very generous. Uh, it, apparently, people have come to him and they've been like, so when are you going to make Basket Case 4? And by people, I don't mean fans. I mean movie studio people that are like, Well, what what other movie ideas do you have? And he's like, What about this? And they're like, no, but what about Basket Case Four? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I mean I guess that what that means is that this movie made money. It did. It made money. It, it 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 was profitable. Wow. Yeah that's You know, I I'll be honest, if if I didn't do this
1: show, you couldn't drag me to a movie like that. Mm-mm. I that I've I've avoided that kind of shit my whole life. Like, you know, like oh, look at the funny rubber creatures who look like, you know, deformed people. I'd just be like, eh, you know what? Kiss my ass on that. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, I watched it for the show, and it's great, guys. It's good,
0: good content. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's your (sighs) rating? I gave it a, a less generous, but maybe still even a little generous, 1.1 yeah. 1. 1 out of 5. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's a that's a 2.9 out of 5. It's under a 3. We don't often get under a 3 out of 10. Um, the movie, for me, the movie's humor doesn't work. There are a few jokes that land, yeah. but it's really hard to feel like the humor works after a few jokes land when there are so many jokes that do not land, and it's it's very very i i the word itself is itself now but it's very cringy um the horror elements being neutered just Mm. took another layer of enjoyment out Mm -hmm. of it the the performances were all bad except like Dwayne did a good job uh at his stuff but everything else is just kind of bad the the sheriff guy whenever he delivered his uh his uh what is it alliteration that was good (laughs) um the costumes and props team were obviously having a good time but it really seemed like no one else was enjoying themselves while making this movie yeah someone passed out wearing one of those masks it was too hot in there and stuff (laughs) like that's
1: really suffering for your art isn't it
0: yeah it really is it's why they probably had to recast all of the actors that worked inside those costumes because none of them wanted to do
1: can you dance on your tippy toes like a total asshole?
0: Yes, I can. You're in. <laughs> why, why, in fact, yes.
1: Put this giant mask on.
0: <laughs> and for me, the biggest, most egregious sin of this movie is that there we got the Murder Sled 2.0 that we wanted. Mm-hmm. But Belial didn't work on it. It was designed for him by some asshole. Yeah. No that's right. whenever the whole thing is that belial loves to make a murder sled
1: yeah that's a good point i mean the murder sl- the, i can't find flaw in the murder sled it's it's no. it's the ultimate killing machine <laughs> <It's a fun. laughs> why didn't he, he
0: reprise did. it <laughs> i know it could have just look you've got an abandoned warehouse all you need is like a ramp and then at the top of that ramp a murder sled, and then you just slide it down, and then the sheriff would have been cut in half. It would have been great.
1: You have a whole giant building with blue and yellow and orange light bulbs up at the top. And 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 it, it it's clearly the same location where they where Christine was kept. So there must be all kinds of parts there. And Belial's very good at making murder machines. And honestly, Little Hal, can he can suck it. Yeah, his his that, murder sled sucked. It sucked. It like yeah. it was connected by hoses to some fucking diesel generator that was smoking and overheated and broke down when it was at the most important. Like fuck you,
0: little how <laughs> <laughs> The arm just comes off the whole thing. Like it it's not even heavy enough that a sheriff can't knock it over by grabbing each of the ankles and doing a yoink. I thought that Dick Eater was a genius, and then we, you know, like <laughs> Belial is into
1: like geometry and taxes and titties. I mean, okay, yeah. they were fake, whatever. It was the it was the nineties, ninety one. Come on, yeah. I mean, but you know, otherwise, pretty smart dude. Yeah, yeah. You got a point there. That's uh, it's very sad. It
0: yeah. One point was... one. Yeah, 1.1, 1.8, 2.9, like 2. Just 9. like in figure skating. <laughs> 1.1, 1.8. What and did then we, someone's uh, crying? What did we what
1: did what was the rating that we gave Intersect, which I'm assuming is our lowest rated film? Um I, I hope that this was not rated lower than Intersect, but you know what? I think there's an argument to be made that this is worse than Intersect.
0: Ah, you know, th- there's. Th- you make a good point because, like, Intersect has the benefit of th- not having a good expectation. You know, like, like not having something to live up to, other yeah. than like a documentary about atheism. Yeah, uh, I wasn't. See. I wasn't
1: surprised that Intersect sucked.
0: Yeah, let's see. Uh, you gave Intersect a one out of five. I <laughs> gave it. <coughs> I gave Intersect a 0. 0.5 out of 5. So 1.5 out of 5 total. So this this movie almost doubled the total score of Intersect.
1: We were so offended by that movie. Oh. Uh, it's
0: really bad. I wouldn't be surprised if Nate showed up in this movie. and He'd be like, that invention is dumb. How many times have I been shot?
1: <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, wow. That was right.
0: uh, Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. uh, see Ooh. any? Uh, did you see any good horror films recently? <laughs> I did, but I can't talk about it because ah. uh, I'm going to be picking it for the film after our next film.
1: Nice. Nice. Yes. It's yeah. a big old
0: secret. What about yourself? Any Any cool media you've been consuming? Quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I saw Evil Dead Rise, which which I really enjoyed. Oh, fuck. Uh, yeah. I saw. Uh, I saw. What else did I see? I saw some other cool stuff. I read some cool horror books. Uh, there's a, a African American horror author named Tanana Reeve Dew. Oh is yeah, the first lady of kind of sci fi horror, um, and she's great. She's a great writer. Uh, could have easily gone literature, but she decided to go genre instead. And I think it's cool. It was a great. It was a great decision for her because she's a very strong writer. Um, I also read another book by uh, an African American author. It was also his debut as well. Uh, his name is uh, Johnny Compton and the book was called The Spite House which was an Ooh. interesting take on it was actually kind of a lot of parallels between that and uh, The Between which was the the first uh, Reef Do book so nice. those I read those were great um, I saw some other films but I think I'm gonna pick one of them for our next choice so I won't mention it until like what five seconds from now I don't know yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god. <laughs> that's good. I am so fucking stupid. Oh, uh. that's really good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> woo, yes. how about that suspense. Like, <laughs> woo, kept them on the edge. <laughs> Just edging our listeners. Edging our listeners. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> That's the loathsome thing's promise.
1: Loathsome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least we're entertained. <laughs> oh my God. So,
1: I I uh, subscribed to uh, uh, like a newsletter from some horror author and, uh, well, his name's Daniel Krause, actually, and he's got a book coming out called Whale Fall this summer, which looks really cool. Ooh. It's about a dude that gets accidentally swallowed by a sperm whale and has a count, yes. about an hour to figure out how the fuck to get out nice um, yeah and it's been getting great reviews and stuff i'm looking forward to it but um i signed up for his newsletter and what he does is he gives you a free um download basically he, his favorite 10 favorite horror films even though they weren't all horror films that you've never seen as it turned out i actually hadn't seen any of them i'd heard about some of them but I was like, wow, I've actually never seen any of these. Um, one of them was a French film, a body horror film. Uh, and the movie, uh, the title is, in English, it's In My Skin. In French, it's called, in French, it's Dans Ma Peau. And uh, <laughs> it is, uh, it's very body horror-ish. And I loved it. And uh, it kind of continues in a tradition of French films having these incredibly powerful Dangerous but oddly alluring, lead female characters that carry the whole film. Um, uh, Beatrice Dahl is the is an actress that has tends to have those kind of roles. She's a French actress. The actress in this movie, her name is Marina Devon or Devan, and uh, it's it's basically just about a woman who hurts herself and uh, like basically develops this obsession with the wound i'll put it that way and leave it at that uh yeah uh, i fucking loved it it's very dark uh but it's also well made and a lot of entertaining a uh, lot of entertainment uh <laughs> i was gonna pick something you know i was thinking about picking something lighter but i i, can't, I just i think it, i just had to go a different direction after the after this last one i mean it was just i was like okay no more i, I need to do something not silly you know, I'm, I wasn't going to pick some of the really radical stuff that he had on his list because, I, I I've seen some of those movies. I like some of them; others I don't. Um, you know, there's there's a there is a movie that I saw uh, that wasn't on that list called The Golden Glove, which is mm-hmm. a, about a uh, it's based on the story of a real German serial killer, and it's the guy that plays the the guy that plays the murderer is. In real life, he's very handsome, but they, they put, like, prosthetics on him and stuff, so he looks like the actual killer. And nice. that movie is so gritty and just, like, that one's pretty disturbing,
0: too. But I'm going to go ahead and go with Dama Poe. Nice. That's the movie that you told me about that I then Googled, and I watched all of it. And then you said you wanted to pick that. and I was like, you, you want us to spend a whole hour talking about it a four minute long short film where a lady does one thing. <laughs> and it turned out I had not in fact watched all of it. I'd watched a clip from the movie. <laughs> you can find it for free out there. Uh, you know, it's
1: the, the version that, that I found doesn't look great. I watched most of it for the first time on my phone, Looked better on my phone. Cause the screen was small, yeah. So, you know, but it, you can find it out there if you look. Um, uh, Otherwise, you can find. I think. I think it is available for rent too, as well. And of course, you're going to get a much better cut. And yeah. uh, but I have a lot to say about that movie, and I'm kind of excited. Uh, of course, it'll be harder to talk about than this one because it's serious.
0: So <laughs> that's okay. We'll probably end up having more fun talking about it than with yeah. this one, where because we probably won't be rolling our eyes the whole time. <laughs> yeah, heavy <that's> sigh.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it it, it leaves. You know, it leaves the door open on certain things, so that you're not, you know, you're not just spoon fed everything. There's a lot that you kind of have to, you're forced to think about with it. So, but it's not a difficult film either. So it's, you know, I mean, difficult to understand. It's, it's mm. difficult to watch. <laughs> no, but anyway. So, what about you? Did you see any any good stuff? What were you? You just just um, said the the one that so, you, yeah, don't want to talk about yet.
0: I did. I I remembered now when you said French. I remembered that. um I went ahead. I watched *Livid*, which is a, a older movie by the the directors Julian Mari, and Alexander Bustillo, mm. and uh, they they more recently did the movie *The Deep House*, um, oh, well, yeah. which was that was a cool movie. Yeah, it, it wasn't was, bad. It was it was, it was creative. Kind of, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit one-dimensional for how three-dimensional it was like go into a creepy house guess what it's creepy um it's
1: one of my it's one of my like soft spot areas like underwater horror which is almost always
0: bad um but they did a good job with it they they really did However, if your favorite if one of your favorite facets of that movie is that it's underwater, then I would not recommend watching Livid, their earlier movie, which is just the exact same thing but not underwater. Really? Yes, it's about a rich lady who lives in a giant old house and she is on life support she is not wakeful and around her neck hangs a mysterious key and none of her caretakers can figure out what door the key works for so the new caretaker lady goes to her shitty french boyfriend and is like hey I've got a mysterious key. How about you, me, and some random French friend of yours break in there at night and have a spooky time, not underwater?
1: Wow. Yeah. So it wasn't, I mean, it was okay, but it was like, you. it was like been there, done that kind of thing.
0: Exactly. It, it would have been better if I hadn't have seen The Deep House first. It's still a good movie. You know, it's it's really scary. There's some good stuff in the movie, but it just kind of like, not seeing them out of order was like, Meh, I see what, I see y'all were like, all right, what if we did livid, but this time it's yeah. like
1: in scuba Interesting. gear. Did you, have you
0: seen any of the trailers
1: yeah. for, um, there's an upcoming remake basically of, it's not really a remake, but it's, it's like a, it's a, it's based on the Dracula myth and the whole movie, the whole movie takes place on the ship. I forget what it's called that transports, uh, Dracula to England you know so it's all the crazy shit that happens because you know in the book when the ship arrives at port there's no one alive or even on it
0: yeah yeah there's just a a thing
1: full of dirt yeah and lots of rats so um uh (laughs) so so in this movie you see what happens and it's a period piece on a film i mean on a ship so it it hits a lot of the high notes for me
0: yeah, that's your shit. If only they were whale hunting while they were doing it. If there were whales in there, it would be just
1: like Spider-Man in my living room, just, just <laughs> fucking spraying everywhere,
0: swip <laughs> whipping all over the walls. <laughs> What's that I see? An enormous tentacle? Yes. Let's go. <laughs>
1: oh man, yeah, I know. Yeah, because I'm that's not awesome. Yeah, I'm, it, it looks really cool. I'm not a big fan of Dracula, so it was kind of like like it suddenly dawned on me what i was seeing you know i was like oh oh this is dracula
0: but it still looks cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah dracula that's fine i guess yeah. yeah yeah he's got he's got his transylvanian dirt that's good great book has spawned some great movies you know it's just overdone that's all that's true and and honestly a lot of those movies are just impossible to watch I I know I'm in the the minority here but that one Dracula movie with like Keanu Reeves oh, and the yeah. and the plastic muscle outfit Suit and thing yeah Yeah and the the like Alice in Wonderland hair like I don't I can't do it
1: <laughs> it's, It it has yeah it, some of the costumes are okay some of the se- the settings look cool because he had the money you know to make mm-hmm. them look cool But then he does weird shit like hire uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, who's completely out of place, and hire... I mean, and God bless Keanu Reeves, but he's completely out of his element. And it's the same thing with Winona Ryder playing Mina Harker. It's like, you know, those fucking... Those British accents are just the worst, man. It's like, (laughs) oh, hello, Dracula.
0: (laughs) It's like, oh, fuck you. Oi, what is you, some kind of vampire? (laughs) I is I is. Yeah, that. <laughs> Hello, Governor. <It's> like... <laughs> Dracula with soccer goons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah. You know, I I was uh, I was deeply disappointed in that movie. I yeah I didn't really like it either, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I'm not the only one because it really. If you like survey people, they're like, oh yeah, oh, that yeah. movie was great. That movie, Inception. Uh, the first Avatar greatest movies of all time. <laughs> what a good film.
1: <laughs> Inception. I fucking hate that movie.
0: It's so bad. <laughs>
1: it's terrible. It makes no sense. It's fucking terrible. And this 90% of the movie
0: is... <laughs> that are like you know you have you seen the meme where you've got like the really stupid people on the left and the genius on the right and in the middle is like the loud majority of everyone that's like the people that are saying that inception is a good movie where the guy on the left is like i don't understand it and the genius on the right is like i don't understand it and the people in the movie are like you just don't understand it (laughs) oh
1: man yeah that movie fucking sucks yeah fuck that movie yep yeah movies are bad
0: and fuck everything else Yeah. yeah yeah you know
1: what you know what i'm sorry you all have to die